Okay, so I'm Mac Mayer, and uh, I'm here to share with you today. You'll have noticed I am not Pastor Mark. I know for some of you that's a huge letdown because we've got such an amazing pastor, don't we? Pastor, amen. I mean, Pastor Mark and Amy, they're, they're amazing. I've known Pastor Mark for probably 25 years or so. And when we moved to Boise, um, we knew that this is the church we wanted to be with because we had such huge admiration for them. We've seen them, um, they were our, the pastors, children, or the, the teen pastors for our children. And we just love them, adore them, and really after knowing him that long, just um, the credibility I see in them of how they've just walked the walk and continue just to bless people and do what's right. So I wanted to tell you a little bit about how I got kind of logged in with Life Church. Well, first off, I'm going to give you a little background on my life so you'll know kind of where I'm coming from. Okay, man, I love looking at you guys. I just, man, we got some awesome people in this congregation. I just love, man, you guys are awesome. So anyway, hey guys, just, I love, you guys are amazing. So anyway, but get a little sidetracked there, a little love note for you though, because I think so much of you, you guys. Um, So my background, grew up in Twin Falls and I was not a good student. Truthfully, I hated school every day of my life. From the day I got there to the day they kicked me out, I hated it, okay? Just, if there's any teens in the room, block their ears. Okay, it just wasn't for me, and I left at age 16, and they said, good riddance. But um, I started my first company at 18 years old. I had six companies by the time I was 21. I just loved business. I loved doing things like that, and we've worked with, and that's all I've done all my life is develop companies, develop uh, nonprofits. We've got a nonprofit, and just just do that all my life. So I became a business coach, just kind of out of that process of other companies coming to us, and so that's actually kind of what got me hooked up with Life Church. As far as working, um, a couple of years ago, one of my clients came to me, a doctor, and he said, "Mac, will you work with Pastor PJ? I just see such great." character on this guy. Would you work with him? I said, yeah, sure. I'd love to. And we were going to Life Church, And so I started working with Pastor PJ and I, we started seeing his mind, his viewpoints change and just things develop and develop and develop. And then uh, Pastor Mark said, hey, Mac, would you come hang around the church a little bit more often and kind of help us on some stuff? And then God was putting all these ideas in my brain about market-driven churches and how we could have a different uh, viewpoint towards church. And I thought, wow, Father God, this is fun. I love developing ideas like that. And so I came to Pastor Mark and I go, man, here's some ideas for you. And take a long story short, he goes, Mac, let's do it. Let's give this a go and let's see how this rolls out. And so anyway, that's I've been here probably about a year and a half. And uh, my title is administrator, but you can call me Coach Mac. Okay, so to, so anyway, about um, 10 days ago, Pastor Mark, this is every person's nightmare, or at least mine, he, he calls me in, it's like coming into the principal's office, Mac, come into my office. And it's funny, our offices are very close, but everybody is so busy, we hardly ever get a talk. Because I'm telling you, that staff is running they crank. If you see people that work in the office, you'll probably notice them because they're dragging around like this. Because really, these are hardworking people. They're amazing. And so he, he goes, Mac, I'm going to be gone on the 12th. Mac, will you handle the service? I'm thinking, well, I can't tell you what I'm thinking. Okay. Um, for various reasons. Okay. I'd like to be invited back. But um, no, I said, oh, sh- 
I walk in authority. I, I walk in submission, okay, to authority. I go, Pastor Mark, whatever you want. You want me to clean the toilets? I'm here. I'm here to serve. Whatever you want me to do, I'll clean the toilets. I'll do whatever. I, it really doesn't matter to me if you want me to, uh, if you're that crazy. Then I'll be glad to do the service, okay? And I go, um, Pastor Mark, I go, um, what are you thinking? What do, you, do you have any thoughts on what you'd like me to present? And he goes, Mac, why don't you coach the congregation? I go, what? I, no, I didn't say that. I go, sure, Pastor Mark, whatever you say. I'm thinking on the inside of me. I go, man, it has been so hot in this, in this community. It's fried his brain. Pastor Mark, you really need a vacation. You need to take a break. You can't coach several hundred people at the same time in 30 minutes. There's no way. And here we are today. The crazy train has arrived, and you and I are on it together. This is our coaching session. Woo! Okay. All right. So anyway, we're going to have a good time because that's what we're going to do because I walk in submission. You guys all should have one of these papers in your bulletin. Pull that out. If you don't have one, I want everyone to have one. The ushers are in the aisle. Grab one for the, uh, from them. It's going to be real basic here, but I want you to have, have one just so you can scribble on. If you don't have a pen... Um, really, there's not going to be tons of writing. You can just steal your neighbors, or there should be one in the seat back. So everybody, let's see somebody else right here. There we go. So everybody's got that. So, so we're going to do coaching this morning. Coach Mac is here going to do some coaching with you. Okay, and uh, man, I can hardly wait to get my fee for this. This is, I'm adding this up. No, I'm just kidding you. I'm kidding you. Um, so as part of coaching, one thing I would do, and this is the reason why I thought it was so crazy to, to coach hundreds of people at the same time, is because one thing, if we're coaching in that coaching environment, I've got to know about you. Who are you? What, do you what, what are your skills? What are your abilities? And I've also got to know, what do you want? What, what is important to you? What do you want to achieve through our coaching? Do you want a successful company? Do you want a, a successful... What is that that we're trying to accomplish in this coach, coaching session? So I started to think about that. See, because in this congregation, in this group of people, there's all different backgrounds. There's different um, spiritual walks. There's all these different backgrounds and thoughts. And I thought, okay, how are we going to bring that together? Is there something that we all want? What could all of us say, this is what I'm going to agree on. This is what I'd really like to have. And you know, I started thinking about it. Is there something like that? What about Matthew 25? Matthew 25, it says, um, and I love this because for, you, you can flip over to Matthew 25 if you want to. We're going to be talking about that. And that's the parable of the talents. It's the parable of the talents. And you remember what the punchline of the parable of the talents is? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. How many of us would love to hear that? Okay, most of the center section does. Okay, do you guys want to hear it over there? Okay, you sure? Okay. Okay, ah, man, I thought I'm going to have to change messages, you know. Um, Okay, so the parable of the talents is well done. I hope we're all striving for that. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's kind of, that's at the completion of our, of our job, completion of our life. That's what I'm hoping to hear. 
Now, let me give you, for some of you that don't know about the parable of the talents, let me give you a little summary. Okay, now this is fun because Jesus, he loved to talk in parables. Okay, and do you remember when you were a little kid how they always would tease you with like the most obvious riddle? And they'd say, hey, here's a riddle. Who was buried in Grant's tomb? And you'd go, oh, let's see. Um, Fred. No, no, it wasn't Fred. No, let me give you a hint. Grant's tomb. Who was buried? You know, and for some of us, we were kind of slow and never did get the answer. Now, Jesus, he's given us a hint here in this parable. He's going, for the kingdom of heaven is like. And we should have gone, okay, I think he's trying to tell us that this is how it's going to happen. This is how it's going to roll out. So here's a summary of what he said in in, um, Matthew 25. He says there was a leader and he had servants. And the leader said, hey, I'm going to go away. And I'm leaving you talents and abilities. Now in the Bible it says talents is money. I'm good with that. But wouldn't it be weird if talents were actually talents? Oh my gosh. It's like the Grant's tomb deal again, huh? What, what, what if he said, hey man, I'm leaving you talents and abilities. I'm leaving things. I've, I've taken each one of you and I've gifted you in certain ways. So, this, so the leader, he takes off, he gives those servants talents and abilities, he leaves them, and he says, hey, I'm going to be back, you're not going to know when I'm going to show up, but I'm going to pop back in, and I'm going to check on you. So, contestant number one, he gave five talents. Contestant number two, he gave two talents. And contestant number one, the kid that rode the small bus to school, he gave one talent. Okay, that was me. Okay. And he said, now he came back and he said, he comes back as a surprise and he goes, hey, what did you do with the talents? What did you do? Now, contestants number one and two that had the five and the two, they got to work. They invested. They found out what their their talents were. They invested. They developed and they had a return on it. They doubled. Now, contestant number one or contestant number three with the one talent, he just sat on his Keister. Maybe he watched Oprah. Maybe he was really good on video you know, games. Maybe he was just kicked back and read novels. But he came back. Now, was the master too happy with him? No. Master kind of, he kicked him to the, the curb. You could read about it. It's actually not a very friendly discourse. But what did he say? Now, so our, our contestants, number one and two, they're going to be our heroes, right? That's what we're moving towards? That's what we'd like? Yeah. And what did he say to them? He said, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many. Enter into the joy of the Lord. So with that in mind, you know, for me, you know, I've always looked at myself as somebody that got very few talents in life. You know, I wasn't very, I, I mean, I never learned hardly to read while I was in school. Didn't understand what they were talking about. I obviously have no musical ability at all. No art ability, no, no mechanical ability. I mean, if something breaks down in our house, if I go, I'll fix it, Diane's like, no, no, I'll call a handyman. Really, I can find somebody that will change that light bulb. It'll be all right. Please do not. No, Mac, it's good. Okay. And so, 
I've got very few abilities. But I thought, you know what? Even though I've got very few abilities, I don't want kicked in the curb. I want to use those abilities for the kingdom of God. And I hope that's where you are today. Now, as we're talking, though, how are we going to do that? It's one thing we're going to distinguish this goal of well done, thou good and faithful servant. But now what are our next steps to be able to move forward? Because there's so many people with so many different backgrounds. Well, so let me give you a couple tips. And that's, I guess, where our little sheet comes in. First off, some of you in here go, Mac, listen, I don't feel like doing anything. I've been hurt by the church. I've been hurt by people. I've been beat up. I've been abused. I just want a timeout. You know what I say? Take it. Be blessed. Relax. There's no stress. This, this church is a safe place. Life church is safe. Just sit. Enjoy yourself. Get built up in God. I understand. Just relax. Enjoy the praise and worship. Get into the word. Build friendships. But I would set a time frame. And maybe that's you, and I'm speaking to you today, that you've been hurt, abused. Usually it's church that beats us up the most, you know, or other Christians. But if that's the case, just relax. Take it easy. But you might want to put a time frame on there. Okay, so that a year from today, two years from today, we're still not on time out. You know what I mean? Okay. So if that's you, just number one there, if that's you, just set a time frame. Hey, look, I'm going to take a little bit of a break for now, but I'm going to get back engaged and... One of these next things may apply to you. Number two, <clears throat> Mac, I'm new to this Jesus thing. Okay, I've just accepted Jesus, or maybe I, I have never really developed my walk. And I know that that applies for a lot of us. Definitely applies through the walk, our walk, our career with Christ. So for you, we've got a, a life group that meets every Sunday morning, and it's called Next Steps. And it meets in the room, and you can see the time frames on there that... Uh, it meets Sundays at 11.30 in the living room. And there's phenomenal leaders that lead that. And they'll talk about who you are in Christ, how to grow in God, all those different attributes. So if you're saying, look, I think I'm just at the beginning of this journey, the next steps is for you. So make it, check that box and say, okay, this is the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to attend next steps. That's for you. It's specifically set up for you. You say, Mac, I'm past that though. I've got kind of the basics figured out. But Mac, um, I'm kind of wondering about this Holy Spirit thing. See, now, the church I grew up in, they never talked about the Holy Spirit. Here we talk about the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus talked about the Holy Spirit. There was so much power in the Holy Spirit. What did he tell the disciples? Don't do anything. I know you people. Don't do one thing. I just want you to wait for the Holy Spirit to get here. Because, and Jesus said, you're going to be better off that I leave and the Holy Spirit is here. So don't do a thing. Just camp out till he gets here. Okay. And so the church I grew up in, they never, great people, but they never talked about the Holy Spirit. Except at the end of the service, they go, I bless you and the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. That was it. But they never taught me who that was, how I could receive the Holy Spirit, how I could have that power that Jesus talked about. So if that's for you, you say, hey, look, I need that. Okay, then every third and fourth Sunday at 9.30 a.m. in the great room, we've got a class on the Holy Spirit. How many of you attended the Holy Spirit class before? Yeah, it's excellent, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. So anyway, that was a pivotal point that definitely changed our lives 
to be able to t- attend a class similar to, to the Holy Spirit class. So mark that down if that's something else in, in, you know, in this path of success for well done thou good and faithful servant. Now what if you say, Mac, um, yeah, I'm past that. I got that part now. What do I do next after that? What is my, my, my next area? And that would be growth track. How many of you have been through growth track? Should be quite a few. Okay, good, 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 good. Now, really, growth track is one of the the hallmark cores of our whole church. You hear Pastor Mark talk about it every week. You guys should, this is, everybody should be going through growth track. And we talk about that in Church 101. That was last week. And Church 101 is called, or 101 is called partnerships. Okay, now, let me ask you a question. How many of you are a member of Life Church? You're not. Sorry. That was a trick question. That was the Grant's tomb question. How many of you are a partner with Life Church? There you go. So that's weird. I had less people raising their hands on partners than I had. Now I'm really concerned. Okay, I better start over again. I'm Mac Mayer, and uh, we better start this process again. Truthfully, and I did trick you on that question, we have no we have no membership at, at Life Church. Zero. There is not a membership here. There's a partnership. We're partnering together. We walk in unity together. And I know that there, there used to be a membership. There's not anymore. Uh, it's a part. I tell people, look, if you want to be a member, hey, go to Costco. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, great place, but that's not what we do here. Is there a different, let me ask you, is there a different personality between a partner and a member? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a huge difference. Membership, I'll tell you, membership, we kind of walk in, we want people to wait on us and make it happen, okay? But partnership, we're involved, aren't we? We're actively involved. We're in, involved with the process. And so if you have not gone through Partnership 101, you need to. 101 is the first Sunday of every month. It was last week, and it was with Pastor Mark. He goes over, it's about an hour, lunch is served, we got child care, and you can hear what we're doing, why it's working, and how, why so many lives are being changed, and where we're going, the vision of this church. And you can be a partner. Partners have a different mentality, see, because now we're actively involved in the process. Now, 201 is called discovery. And you may be going, Mac, Coach Mac, I don't know what those, I don't know what those abilities are. I don't know what those talents are on my life. Well, wouldn't it be nice if we had a class called Discovery to help you discover what that was? And that's 201, and that's today, um, uh, the second Sunday of every month, and that's today in the living room, okay, in the great room. And you just show up there. You, you don't have to have, there's no prerequisite. You don't have to go to 101 first. You can just show up today at 201. That's after second service. You get lunch, child care is provided. Okay, now how many of you would be interested in knowing what your gifts and abilities are for the kingdom of God? Nobody. Okay, one. Thank you. Thank you. All right, my heart is feeling better now. I got one person. Okay. Pastor Mark, please come back. No, these are good people. Um, Yeah, so I hopefully, probably the rest of you already know what your gifts and abilities are and what that is. Now, I will get a, I'm going to give you one warning on the 201 class. One warning. If you don't like the guy speaking this morning, you may not like the 201 class. Okay. Okay. 
Don't come back from the 201. Maybe don't come back for the 201 class, okay? Um, no, so 201, and what we do, that is a very fast-paced class. You, those that have been through it, we go through a lot of processes to help you find out who you are and the next steps to move forward in God. All right. Now, uh, 301, 301 is by far, 301 is called Dream Team. And you see these people that are walking around with this, the Dream Team uh, lanyard on. And these, you know, truthfully, this is the hallmark of our church. You see all their pictures out there on the wall where it says Wall of Fame. This is the, really, these people are the, the most credibility in this church. You know, I love Pastor Mark, but this church will not function with just Pastor Mark. You know that, don't you? Yeah. Because it's a team. It's a partnership. It's all you guys working together. And just to put on these services on Sunday morning, there's probably 50 to 100 people that are serving to make this work. It's amazing. And you know, I just bless you, Dream Team people. Like I said, my hat's off to you. I just commend you, salute you, all those things, because you are the best. Because we feel like Dream Team, the motto for that was, uh, is, I was born for this. I was born for this. I was born to coach people. I was born to help people hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's what I was born to do. And hopefully where you're at in the dream team, that you were born for that also. I know Joe, Joe was born for the music area. I know we've got staff in the office. They were born for administ- their administrative gifts. And it takes that team effort. You think about it on a Sunday morning that we've got people, the, the children's care area with Doug is just amazing what they're doing over there. We get so many testimonies of life change. And Doug's got an amazing organization in the children's area. And obviously PJ with, with the teens and just how many lives are being changed. And then the, the amazing music, the praise and worship. Isn't that awesome? Then we've got incredible greeters out there, people in the parking lot. Do you know this whole church is cleaned by volunteers? Isn't that awesome? I bless you, bless you, bless you. I just got a testimony this week. Just came in. Let me see if I can find it and all this stuff I've got. Okay, quick testimony. Dream team, this is for you. I want you to receive this. Actually, the whole congregation, this is for you. I just wanted to say thank you and let you know I had such a warm and all-around positive experience while visiting your church today. I live in Idaho Falls and was at St. Luke's for a family member. The greeters at your church, both in the parking lot and inside, were friendly. And the usher who helped me find a spot when I was quite late was also friendly. The people around me during greeting time, again, very friendly. If there is one thing any church can do right, it is to be friendly. Thank you so much for that. I was also blessed by the worship and the message. Exactly. And you know, guys... That's you. You guys are so friendly. You love on people. You're in there serving. You're in there blessing. You're in there making this work. So Pastor Mark can come up on stage and he just delivers an amazing message. The power of God moves and lives are changed. Woo! That is an incredible partnership when we can do that together. So once again, I just commend you for your efforts. The dream team is amazing. And so uh, for any of you that want to get involved with that, now listen, maybe you've been through, may, if you have not been plugged in with something on, on Growth Track or the dream team, get involved. It can start today. No prerequisite. You don't have to go to one-on-one first. You can go 201 today. Come on, hang out, um, and it'll be awesome. Um, the next thing is, uh, so check that box. Check that box if, that's, if that applies to you. Uh, the next thing, Mac. That's all good and everything like that. But Mac, 
I need help with my microphone. No, Matt, but Matt, I need, I need help with my marriage. I need help with my um, uh, relationships. I want to develop those areas of my life. That's why we have life groups. The other thing, there's two things that you all should be involved in. One is dream team. Okay. The second is life groups. You should, everybody should be in a life group. We're all involved, all the staff leaders, uh, everybody on staff is leading a life group, okay? And so you need to be involved with a life group and because that's where relationships are built. That's where that, uh, we can get our questions answered. And for us, even my, uh, our early walk in marriage, it was amazing to me that Diane and I got into a Bible study early and it so helped us in the development of who we are. A lot of you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah. Okay, so life groups. There's, uh, and then there's new, all new life groups coming up uh, in the fall. So that'll be good. Mac, that's amazing. But Mac, I want a deeper spiritual walk with God. How do I just go all out for God? Just really get... That would be called Life Bible College. Okay? You heard about Diana's testimony this morning. Diane and I, my wife and I, have both been through uh, Bible College. I was probably one of the first people to flunk it. But hey, I went through it. No. I told you school wasn't fun for me, okay? <laughs> I came home, I got an F on one of my tests. It's true. And my, my wife, building my self-confidence, she goes, an F? Who gets an F in Bible? I'm like, okay. Now I'm feeling a little awkward. Yes. Okay, school wasn't that easy for me, but I did make it through. Um, Okay, so no, Life Bible College is phenomenal. If you're thinking about it, just go. Because it's like having a fire hose of spiritual growth just aimed at your forehead. And you'll just grow amazing during that time. How many of you have been through that and your life's been changed? Yeah, awesome. Exactly. Yeah, awesome. Okay, so the next thing. So check that off if that's Bible College. And you can get the information out at the guest center. We've got the uh, application packs there. Now the next thing is Mac. Hold it, Mac. I was called to be like Joyce Myers. I was called to be like Joel Olstein. I was called to travel around the world and be a minister. Awesome. Man, I applaud that. Let's embrace that. But do you know how most of those people started? They, most of those people, like Joyce Myers, huge ministry. She started by leading a Bible study in a home. In essence, what she started with leading a life group. Okay, most of those huge leaders that you'll see today, they started because they were doing a Bible study in their home. They refined their skills, their attributes, and and God used them because they were faithful. See, it's like Joe, that amazing um, uh, service on Wednesday night, incredible message. If you guys miss Wednesday night, you totally missed out. Okay, because he talked about vision and he referred to King David and he talked about King David. He started out as a shepherd. And you know, if, if King David hadn't have been a shepherd, he never would have killed Goliath. He wouldn't there, because that's where he, he honed his skills. And for most of you, if you've got a, this worldwide ministry, I'm, I, man, I applaud you for that. But unless you start a life group, unless you start a Bible study, you may never see that happen. You've got to take the first step. There's a step, a process. God's probably not just going to open the door sometime and say, hey, you know, we've got this Colosseum open and uh, we're going to call you over. And uh, could you speak to 10,000 people? You're probably not going to get that phone call if you haven't developed yourself, right? Right. Okay. All right. Kind of common sense there. But anyway, and so and we have a life, uh, we have leaders training coming up and it's in, it's hopefully on there. Okay. 
so you can attend uh, the leaders training for life groups and be able to start. Okay, so fill out that. Hopefully, fill, hopefully you're filling out something, and hopefully you know a next step in that process of life. Everybody got something down? Okay. All right. Good. Now, one thing as a coach. Can, now, let me ask you a question. Can I shoot straight with you? Can I really be honest with you? I'll, I'll talk to my clients that way. I go, man, can I, can I really be honest with you for a minute? And, you know, of course, they're always saying yes. Um, and I say, can I point out a hazard to you that you may run into that could hijack everything? And, of course, my clients, that's what they're paying me for. They say, Mac, if you know something, you better tell us. Okay, and see, I'll tell them, I'll go, when you're going down this road, everything's going to look good, but you're going to see this road to the right, don't take it. The road to the left, yeah, Mac, that's a bumpy road, that's an ugly road, take it. I've taken the right road multiple times, the right road is not a good road. Take the road to the left, you're going to be way better off. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you about a hazard you're going to run into, Okay. And some of you are going to receive this, and some of you are going, eh, no, no big deal, that doesn't apply to me. I'm going to take the road to the right. I'm just going to warn you. I've been down that road, all right? So let's talk about that road, because there is a, um, there's an area, do you believe that Satan would like to divide us? Yeah, he would, wouldn't he? Okay, he wants to divide your marriage, he wants to get you out of church, he wants to divide you. And I ask the question all the time, I go, how many people do you know have, have quit coming to church? Does anybody out there know somebody that's quit attending church anytime? Are they better off? Okay, there's a message there. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 1.10. So 1 Corinthians 1.10. Here's Paul speaking. I appeal to you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another so that there may be no division among you and that you may be perfectly united in mind and thought. What was Jesus' last words to us? Be united, walk together. That's what he was telling us. But you know what? Satan is trying to divide us every chance he can. He's trying to get you out of here. Now, how does he do that? Through offense. Now, we're going to put up the, the, um, the definition of offense on the screen. Offense... He wants to get you divided by getting you offended. Offense, the word for that is scandalon. The definition, a stick for bait of a trap, a snare, a stumbling block, an offense. The stick in the trap that springs and closes the trap when touched. Snare is the method, method of entrapment. How someone is caught by their own thinking. So I'm warning us, I'm warning, and I'm speaking to me too. I'm warning us that if we get offended, that's our first step towards going the wrong way. That's our first step. And God will try to get that with your, between husband and wife. Or, uh, I mean, Satan will try to get that between husband and wife. He'll try to get that in the church. He wants to get, he wants, you know, this defense to happen. And the only thing that we can do is safeguard ourselves from that standpoint. See, because people will quit. Oh, Mac offended me. I'm going to quit the church. Pastor Mark offended me. I'm going to quit the church. And what happens on that, I, 
They're actually, so truthfully, we can never get offended. We have to walk in love. Oh, hold it. Oh, I lied. I lied. There, we got to, I'm sorry. There is one time you can get offended. Okay. And we got to go by Jesus' example, right? Okay. We got to go by Jesus' example. And there's one time that he can, we can get offended. Now think about Jesus. Okay. He lived a sinless life. Okay. So first off, you got to live the sinless life. Okay. Lived a sinless life for all mankind. And then they whipped him. They put the crown on his head. They beat him. They crucified him. And how did he react? Did, he was pretty pissed, wasn't he? He was pretty, pretty pissed. No, no, he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Jesus still walked in love. So the key here is if you go past Jesus as an example, you can be offended, okay? But until you die for the whole sins of the world, you can't, Okay? Because offense, let me tell you what, we're going to get offended over anything. And here's what happens, is that what is inside of us comes out. Somebody could cut you off in a parking spot, and if you got, there's a lemon, it comes out. Because we get squeezed, it's not the squeezing that's the sin, it's what comes out of us. Now, it's, now what was inside of Jesus when he got squeezed? Love. Beauty. Praise for his father. Forgiveness. So we get squeezed, somebody cuts us out, we flat, now this is me, I flag them off or whatever. Well, that what was, that's what was inside of me. So I had to go, no, father, that's wrong. Take that away. Because every time I squeezed, lemon juice was coming out. So what should, you know, Jesus, what came out of him? I'm going to spray myself. Is this thing loaded? I don't know where it's spread. Okay, I don't know what the, there it is. What came out of him? A sweet aroma, perfume, love. In fact, Jesus wasn't just squeezed. He was beat down. He was crushed. He was broken. And the fragrance, the beauty of his love and his fragrance filled all eternity. And that was the love for you. And so really for all of us, it's not, it's not, you're going to get squeezed. Jesus said, there will be offense coming. There will be tribulation coming. But I'm warning you, walk in love. See, when I come home like a grumpy bear, you know, and I'm just throwing a fit, you know, and my wife, my amazing wife, she goes, oh, Mac, you're so funny. Oh, Mac, you know, Mac, I so love you. You're just so funny. Mac, I'm going to go get some food. You might need some food to eat or something like that. And she, she can just ignore me. Why? Because there's beauty and there's perfume on the inside of her. There's love on the inside of her. Okay. Now, I, I suggest that when we're challenged, and you will be offended, or you will have the chance. Let me rephrase that. You will have the chance to be offended. Okay. It's just a question of whether you're going to walk love and blessing and go, you know what, it's a great day, and I'm just going to love you anyway. Okay. And so that's our warning. That's my warning to you. Okay, in, in closing, that you, you, you figure that out or you safeguard for that. My motto is, if I'm offended, I'm wrong. If I'm offended for any reason, if I'm upset for any reason, if I'm mad at reason, if I'm mad at the president for any reason, I shouldn't be. Father God, thank you for our president. Bless our president. Father God, no, I should be speaking just blessing and love. 
Because what's inside of you, when you're squeezed, is going to come out. So in closing here, um, just to kind of recap, is hopefully, what, what's our motto? What are we moving for? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Okay. And to do that, you're going to have to take some steps forward. If it's with Life Church, great. If it's somewhere else, great. I just want to see that. We just all want to see that. Well done, thou good and faithful servant, don't we? Okay. And then the, the offense area, don't walk in offense. If I'm offended, if I'm upset, if I'm irritated, I'm the person that's wrong. It's not the pe- person that squeezed me. They're not wrong. I've just got to love them and bless them unconditionally. Okay? So is that a good word today? You receive anything from that?